Hello, you have reached episode seven of the Riot and Frolic podcast. Today I'll be reading Practice Makes Perfect, or at least better, which I'll link to in the notes. Hi guys, welcome to Riot and Frolic, a mostly ballroom dance podcast i'll read dance-tastic posts from my blog complete with the volume emphasis unintended sidebars and accidental life lessons you'd expect and here we go practice makes perfect or at least better ballroom dance lessons are expensive Everyone forks out around $100 average for 45 minutes or so. But how much you pay for each lesson isn't what makes them expensive. It's that you pay for that amount each time you take your lesson and then you leave. And then you come back and you say, teach me something else. Maybe your teacher does teach you something different than the previous lesson, or maybe they rephrase the old lesson so it sounds like something else. But for some reason, you are not getting better at dancing. Shall I make a suggestion? Practice! If you're taking lessons at a studio that offers group classes for free or included with your private lessons, you have no excuse. Believe it or not, that studio is offering you those group classes so that you can practice what you're learning and get better. Really. Let's try practicing what you're learning in one of those group classes. Try these things. Boil down your previous, previous, hmm, previous private lesson. I love alliteration, but it wasn't working for me there. To one technique. Posture frame, timing, getting your weight on one foot or the other, whatever. Go to that group class, use that pattern or dance that they're teaching and work on that one thing. Like along with the thing that the instructor is telling you, but have that one conscious plan in your head. Number two, go to an easier class. Are you working on bronze figures? Take a beginning class and then do what I just said using your boiled down private lesson to one technique. And number three, pretend that everything the instructor points out is meant for you. You bad dancer, you. Check out your footwork, evaluate. Oh man, talking is hard. Evaluate your leading and following or following. Stand up, don't look at the ground, etc. It's all pointed at you. Shape up, you. What about if you're going out dancing, like social dancing somewhere? There's also great ways to practice what you're learning out on the town. Uh, Number one, patterns. Duh. Got some new moves you're dying to try? Having your instructor prompt you on what to do when and then having your instructor count them out for you isn't really dancing. It's great, but sorry, you got to take your show on the road and see what actually works. So 
I always tell my guy students that they are the choreographers, my leads, that they're the choreographers. Um, So you have to choose what moves go where and when, and then proceed to do those things. Sometimes it'll come automatically, like one move just feels right after another move, but choosing how to put those all together is a thing that you have to practice so it feels good for everybody. Number two, dance with a newbie. It is a thrill for the non-dancer and great practice for you. Don't do anything crazy. Do the basic. You might have to teach them the basic. Rotate that basic. Smile and try one other easy step. Men, if you couldn't lead a new lady, you need some work. Ladies, if you couldn't teach a guy the basic step, you need some work. Number three, floor craft. Sometimes I use this word and don't explain it, which is my least favorite teaching technique of my own. But floor craft is how you get around a floor going counterclockwise if you're doing a traveling dance and not run into people. Or not make people nervous. Those things kind of go hand in hand. You spend a lot of time learning patterns and frame, but do you know how to use it when you need it? If you're always running into others, it's not them. It's you. Learn how to fix it, then try it again. Guess what? I have a blog post about Warcraft. I'll link to it in the notes. When I got a request for a podcast on practicing. I think this is what the person or people were kind of asking about, but how about you're just hanging out at the studio for a couple extra minutes? Maybe on purpose, maybe because you got to the studio and you got your shoes on and your instructor was still finishing their previous lesson. Whatever it is, here's what I do. Number one, walk. This sounds silly, but I literally start like every group class I teach with people walking because it's easy. Walking is easy for many people, not all, many, but it sounds silly, but take a concise stroll up and down your studio floor and make sure you're doing heel leads and toe releases and smooth or bend straight and settle in rhythm. Need something more? Ask your pro for some exercises. We have tons. Number two, am I numbering still? I don't know. Here we go. Go over what you just learned in your lesson. Learn a new pattern? Try it on your own and make sure you remember it. Got a new technique? Make sure you understand it. Maybe even write it down for bonus points. Those add up, you know. And for you couples, always keep in mind that practicing means... How can I improve myself? Not, he's not doing it right, or she feels heavy, or blah, 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 my partner sucks. Now, go forth and conquer. Okay, so that was the end of my writing on practicing. I have some other blog posts about that, but I'm going to add my two cents, like I usually do at the end here. So I might have lost a couple of you right off the bat when I talked about the average cost of a lesson. I might have lost you to a whole bunch of indignation. But here's my like two cents. (laughs) Two 
99 cents on the cost of ballroom dancing. So um, private lessons do, I'm going to say average $100 for about 45 minutes. Um, many studio studios and teachers are going down to 40 minutes, but let's just say the national average is 45. Um, the average cost of a private lesson depends on many things. It could be the market you're in. If you're in Orange County, California, it's probably higher per lesson than it is in the middle of Iowa. There's some lovely dance teachers in Iowa, let me tell you, but their costs are a lot different than Orange County, California. So there's one thing. The other thing that plays a lot into the cost of a private lesson could be the viability of your teacher or your studio. Uh, The more higher ranked, like maybe they competed a lot, uh, maybe they get a lot of top studio awards. Most, it mostly has to do with their competition record. But the more uh, awards your teacher has gotten or tends to get, probably the more expensive they are. There are some phenomenal coaches that are way more than $100 per private lesson, and they are worth it, let me tell you. I'm not going to go into independent versus franchise studios because I know really good ones of both um, branches, but that plays into the cost of a private lesson as well. So if you're at a franchise studio, they just have a whole different pricing structure. If you're at an independent studio, they have a whole different pricing structure. If you're taking lessons from an independent instructor who isn't affiliated with a studio, they have a whole different pricing structure just because of like overhead, right? Right. Okay. So there's my two cents on the cost of ballroom dancing. Next, back to practicing. So if you're like, what should I practice? Like my kind of vague suggestions are great. I also have the toothbrush exercises, which are on YouTube now. YouTube weirds me out, guys, but I'm on YouTube. Um, I'll link to those in the notes as well. They're like toothbrush exercises I've gotten from all sorts of coaches and I've developed a couple of my own, but they're literally things that you could do mostly as you're brushing your teeth or you're like waiting somewhere for a minute or two. So they're nothing grand and a lot of them are kind of subtle, but they're good exercises for learning how to isolate or just practice certain movements that don't always come naturally to people. Um, Somebody has also referred to them as microwave exercises, which, you know, like you're waiting for your coffee to warm up or whatever. I don't have a microwave, so it's not a thing that I do, but I definitely have a toothbrush, (laughs) I promise. Um, So little exercises like that are great. You can find many on the internet like the YouTubes, as I was just mentioning. Anyways, ask your instructor if you need something more specific. If you're working on certain moves or techniques or whatever, and you're like, I just don't know, I want to practice this more and get my money's worth, but I don't know how. Any instructor that is worth your time will have exercises 
like little things that you can do or bigger things that you can do. Some people have like structures where they're like, here's what you do with 15 minutes of your time to make it worth your while. Um, And either they've come upon those because they've been taught that through their professional training or because they've developed them over their years of teaching. So if you're ever at a loss for how to practice or what to practice, please ask your professional dance instructor, my friend Beth. Oh gosh, I would love it if Beth was listening to this. Um, my friend Beth used to write an amazing ballroom dance blog and it had a clever name. And of course, I'm not going to remember it right now, but she would always say, refer to your professional dance instructor. Because a lot of times when we learn how to dance, you can get really great videos and you can go on the internet and you can learn some things or you can pick up like a manual or whatever. But a lot of times it takes somebody telling you exactly what it means or how to do it to make it work. And so that's where you're professional local ballroom dance instructor comes in handy. Anyways, that is the end of my two cents on ballroom dancing today. Now I feel like I should change the blog and podcast name, but I'm not going to. It will always be Riot and Frolic. Uh, I will leave all those show notes in the notes. I'm repetitive. And if you have any questions, send them along to me. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for joining me today. If you picked up what I laid down, leave a review for the podcast. Come back next time. And in the meantime, go forth and practice.